Have you heard about Salt River Automotive? Not only are we open for business and ready to serve you, we are sponsors of the BS in the Morning show on Westplex 107.1. Check us out on Facebook at Salt River Automotive LLC. See you soon. Westplex 107.1. You are listening to BS in the Morning. I am Brad. He is Shelly. And together we make BS in the morning. Monday through Friday, 6 to 8 in the morning. So, um, Brad, are you there? Of course Calm you're there. Down. You're right How down. are you today? I'm sorry? That was some weird shit. Indeed it was. So if you're wanting to stream us or if you know somebody that wants to stream us, you can go to bsinthemorning.show. You can go to westplex1071.com or... This is the Trimal Cast. So we're at Westplex 107.1. We are KSLQ 104.5 and AM 1350 KRAP. He so needs this to is your Trimal Cast. And have a beer and a personal pan pizza at home. This is going to be safe. This is a sophisticated vaccinated crowd. Shelly, we listen online in our country. How do you say, you got it going on girlfriend? Rock on Shelley, sister. Shelly, you are amazing. How do you do it? Can we can we all get along? Can we can we get along? Don't take drugs. Whatever it is, the answer's no. Are you done? Evidently, it's a very personal thing when you wear somebody's horn. That's true. People should not be walking around with masks. We need more idiot control. It must really suck to be that dumb. Always be yourself, unless you suck. I'm an unadulterated fan. I did not know it was a thing. I'm an unadulterated fan. Evidently, it's a very personal thing when you wear somebody's horn. I'm an unadulterated fan. I want to live in a van down by the river. I think you should be able to go up in the stands and beat the hell out of one person per game. <laughs> okay, you, you, you win. You win. You win. What is that? What is that you have? It's a, um, it's a pill. A pill? Mm-hmm. Like it's you, a, it's a like toy you ta- pill. Like you take? Yeah, like I gave it to someone, very special to me. And they gave it back? Because this person was sick. Yeah, and they gave it back? Yes. Oh, well, maybe, maybe, did you sure they didn't take it and throw it up? <laughs> no, they did not. <laughs> So I so now I have um, a happy pill. Wow! I know. What is what is? Are you Potacon? What's Potacon? What? You you sent me a text that says, "Are you Potacon?" What's Potacon? You you had that on your Facebook page. Yeah, it was interesting. It was a it was a, a apparently it's a it's a um, site out of someplace in Europe where they list the top 100 American podcasts. It's it's very well done. Yes, and and it changes. It's it's sort of like it's sort of like American Top 40, but it's like the top 100 American podcasts. American podcasts. You know, AP 40, American Podcast 40. Let me think about that for a minute. American Podcast 40. Somebody's already got that. I bet you anybody somebody's already has that domain. Here let me look at. Let me see if there's an AP 40. AP 40 
Uh, interesting because uh, there's some interesting podcasts on there. You know, the whole thing with with podcasts is fascinating to me because it's not it's not necessarily something new. It's just something new that's like taken off. You know, people mm-hmm. have been podcasting. There's people been podcasting since the early 2000s. Believe it or not. Uh, oh, that's true. Yeah, somebody wants. But we uh, have podcasters, so right, right. Somebody wants twenty seven hundred dollars for it. AP forty is for sale. AP forty dot com is for sale. Two thousand five seven hundred. And let me see. Uh, American, American top, American. Well, American top forty, American podcast. Eh, anyway, American. Who knows? American podcast forty. ATP American podcast APT forty. How? But let me look at that one. APT American Where'd Podcast. Where did T come from? Top forty. A American Podcast Top Forty. APT. American A APT forty dot com. See what that brings up. It would be ATP forty. What did I put? No, American Ameri- ATP. American Podcast Top 40. That comes up to Q.com, Q-U-E.com. Cybersecurity, artificial intelligence, robotics, blockchain. You know, can I tell you something weird? I'm going to put this up on my on my Facebook page. I, I need to edit the video. I was in Schnooks. What was that, Sunday? Monday? Uh, you know, the ho- holiday thing screwed me up. Normally I think, yeah, it was Sunday, but maybe it was Monday. And as I get in my cart and I start down an aisle, what pulls out from the aisle next to me? A, ro- a woman with a dog. No, a robotic floor cleaner. Oh, yeah. <laughs> That's about right. And it's just going up and down the aisles automatically, you know, cleaning. It's like a commercial Roomba. Yeah, it's like it's a big monstrous thing. It's like, like you it know. It is. And, and I'm going like, ain't this cool? And I'm thinking to myself, you know, now there's two thoughts I think to myself. Wow. That's sort of sad. They can't, you know, they can't, you know, they took away a job from somebody who would, like, go up and down the aisles with, you know, there's manual ones of those where, like, you know, you, you drive them or, like, you push behind them. If you go, to, like, to the quickie marts, they've got the one that they push. It's got the, you know, the scrubber and the sucker mm-hmm. and everything built in. And then there's the big ones that, like, almost like a smaller, um, what do you call it, um, a Zamboni where the guy rides on and he's cleaning the floor yes. and stuff like that. This one's totally automated, and like I'm thinking to myself, okay, I got to check this out. So I take my video of it, and then I decide I'm going to pass it because it's moving sort of slow. And as I pass it, it slows down. You know, when it gets around me, it apparently senses that I'm next to it. It's got an adaptive cruise. Right, and then I moved in front of it to, you know, I mean, not like, you know, on purpose, but I moved in front of it, and it slowed down. It was down. totally on purpose. We know. No, it was not. And I, and I moved in front of it to sort of, you know, check out, and it slowed down. And then I got at the end of the aisle where I was going, where I was actually looking at something, and it stopped, and it made a little bit of a left turn and went around me. I think to myself, damn, this is cool. But, you know, the idea being is I'm thinking to myself, okay, somebody just lost their job because of that. No, the real <laughs> the, the situation now is nobody wanted that job. That's why they bought the thing, right? <laughs> yeah, that's pretty much probably accurate. <laughs> because they couldn't find somebody who would sweep, their, you know, would, who would mop the floors. So it's a Kumba. A Kumba. It's a commercial no. Roomba. Who? A Kumba. I don't think it is. That's what you say it is? Yes. Like, do you know for a fact that's the name of the company, Kumba? Kumba sounds weird. Kumba sounds like sounds some, like something you do commercial 
Roomba. No, it's like it's do like you some, get it? something you do at church. Okay, we're gonna break. We're gonna do some breakout sessions. We're gonna go into our Kumba rooms. God, okay. I, I could tell you some some stories about about some classes I took at at college that were just like waste of time. Oh, please stop. No, seriously. You know, there's an interesting I'm thing. Serious, please stop. Okay, next hour we're gonna talk about this. A study came out yesterday that talked about the difference between men and women in college, and it's fascinating. It's fascinating because I have a theory. I have a theory that all this, you know, anti-masculinity, all this toxic masculinity, I say the young guys who are like, you know, the high school kids and the, you know, the potential college kids, it's screwed with their head, and they don't know what, what they are. Well, I can't be a tough guy because I, that's toxic masculinity. And I had someone yesterday make a comment about someone. They said, this guy is a man's man. And I said, can you say that anymore? And they went, you know, you're sort of right. You know, I mean, think about that for a minute. A man's man. Who, if you were like in movie stars, who would you consider to be a man's man? Um, Rhett Butler. I'm sorry. Uh, Clark Gable. Jimmy Stewart. Um, let me see. But Jimmy Stewart was Jimmy Stewart was well. I guess Jimmy he was more of a soft kind of guy. I, I'm thinking man's man. I think more of like Clark the, Gable. Yeah, Clark Gable kind of guy. Thank you, my yes. dear. I don't you know. Frankly, my dear, I don't give a damn. That's a man's man. You know. That's a, that's yes. a, that's a man's man. You know. Yes. And and uh, but see, in the movies, those guys are gone. There's none of those in the movies anymore. No, there's not. There's none of them on TV anymore because the men are all like, you know, the men are all like screw-ups, like, you know, like, where's, you know, here's Ray, whatever, Ray Romano, who's like a screw-up, and what, King of Queens, Kevin, what's I could his... never watch that because he was so whiny. Well, but he's... A... I'm like, dude, shut well, he's up. Just... But see, that's the interesting thing. We've talked about this before. You go back in a generation of television, and you had my three sons. You had Fred McMurray, who was a widower. And he was taking care of three sons, plus he adopted a fourth. And he was strong, and he was in charge. Leave it to Beaver. You know, Ward Cleaver would come home. And mm-hmm. if there were a problem, you know, Ward would figure it out. Ward would sit down with Beaver. And now Beaver, you know, you know, and June would go, June, Ward, June, uh, Beaver's done this. Well, I'll, I'll talk to him. You know, he sits down with Beaver. Now, Beaver, let me, this is a teaching moment. Let me see. You know, I mean, and now it's like it's, like it's gone. So the idea being is that there's this shift and the interesting thing is there's we'll talk about it next hour. It's and, and I still say I still say that and even more than ever nowadays, especially with all the campus crazy weird, you know, weird stuff, uh, you know, going on with like, you know, like, you know, uh, um, you know, touchy feely kind of stuff. It's to the point where if you don't if you don't if you're not gonna get a job that doesn't require a degree. In other words, if you need to be an attorney, if you want to be an attorney or a doctor or a nurse or a CPA, something that requires a college degree, then I would not go to college anymore. I would tell people, no, don't go to college. Waste of money, waste of time. I'm telling you. And you know that just frosts my I'm a guy with two degree two degrees and I'm saying that. But I mean think about it for a minute. And then you've got you've got the thing like like to the point where where it's a waste of money. I mean, like my degrees are worthless. I have two journalism degrees. I have a bachelor's degree. You need to degree. stop. It, they're worthless. I know it bothers you every time I say that. Why does it bother it, you? It really does. Why, I wor- just want to throat punch you. I'm not kidding. They're worthless degrees. Huh? They're worthless degrees. Now, for especially I will throat punch you the next time I see you. At my age, 
I mean, like if I walked into an interview, like to get a job, like, oh, I have a bachelor's and master's in journalism. Yeah, and <laughs> can you can you know how to use a shovel? Yeah, I know how to. Okay, you're hired. <laughs> you could be a heavy equipment operator for um, Extreme Electric. I don't think. I don't think. Uh, well, I don't think. Uh, um, well, but see, but once again, there, that takes that takes training. See, like we've got our new advertisers. He trains American Trade School. and pays. Okay, American Trade School, one of our new advertisers. This yes. guy, this guy, this company's got it right. They're teaching yes. you because they're teaching you. Know, he's got graduates that are working for 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 uh, uh, Extreme Electrical for working for Caleb, um, and they teach you electrical. They teach you HVAC. They teach you welding. Okay. 40 years from now, you could still get a job if you got if you became an electrician. 40 years from now, you could still be an electrician. 40 years from now, you could still be an HVAC guy. Now, the you know, the systems change. You know, like we used to have R22. Back in the day, we had R12. Now we had an R22. Now we got an R410A. There's another free refrigerant that comes along. You know, there's going to be people. We can't have all these air conditioners. It's It's global climate change. Blah, 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 blah. You know, I get it, but things change. You know, we're always going to have electricity even more than ever because if everybody goes with electric cars you got everybody's got to have an outlet in their garage where they can plug in their car right think about that for yep. a minute think about that for a minute think and about sometimes people aren't home long enough to charge well, their car you know think about the whole deal with electric cars and think about how how elitist that is because of the fact that what about people that live in an apartment where do you plug your car in you know what i mean I mean, like, if you have an electric car and you, you plug it in at home, I get that. You can put put in the garage. Uh, matter of fact, there's a, a place, a, a house down from the radio station in Washington that they have a garage, and they have a one-car garage, and they have two Teslas, and they have a, one in the garage, and they have one that's under, like, a corp carport, and they had an electrician come and put in two outlets, you know, two charging stations. So, okay, so if you live in a condo, where do you park your car? If you live in New York City, if you drive a car, I get the newer newer apartments are putting in stations, but they're not. How do you know? I, because do you I, know that my son lives in a relatively new apartment complex near you? You know where my son lives. There's, I do. There's not one, and that that apartment complex was was built. I don't know two three years ago. There's not one charging. Yeah, it's, not, it's lovely. Not one charging station in there. They're built that new apartment complex right across the highway from it. You know, right there on on the corner of uh, down from the storage place. You know, on 364 between uh, between Kisker and and um, um, and uh, Mid Rivers Mall Drive. Brand new apartment complex. At least I think those. These are apartment or condos. I guarantee you. When those are done, there's not one single charging station in that apartment, entire apartment complex. Not one. So if you lived in that apartment complex and you had you had a, a electric car, where would you charge it? You can't plug it in overnight. You know, you'd have to go to a charging station and sit there. The whole crazy thing about this is, you know, like, like for example, I, I, I'll tell you an interesting story. I ran into one of my old buddies yesterday. He's in town, and him and I met up for a brief period of time. And he lived here in St. Louis for a long time. He's a radio guy, lived all over the country. And he got frustrated with St. Louis, and he moved to, to, to Las Vegas. It's pretty interesting. Had an interesting conversation with him. And you know what he does? What does he do? He does various jobs. One of the things is he's an Uber driver. Fair enough. Yeah. Okay, we've got to take a break at 628. Westplex 107.1, yep. KSLQ 104.5, and AM 1350. Crap, it is all part of BSInTheMorning.show. You can check out uh, our website. I just get it. BSInTheMorning.show. 634. Okay? You know, more stuff coming out. We talked about this yesterday, about this crazy case going on in South Carolina with this attorney. 
Uh, mm-hmm. And now, now it came out yesterday. If you know what they're talking about, it's sort of a weird story. It's 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 something that's going to be on Dateline one of these days. It's probably a movie about it. It's the Murdaugh family. M u d a m u r d a u g h, and uh, it's the guy who is uh, the center of the controversy right now is the great grandfather, and they're all attorneys. His great grandfather started a law firm a hundred years ago. Then his grandfather ran the firm. Then his father ran the firm, and now he is like a partner in the firm. And his son, he's got uh, I think a daughter and a son, and his son gotten into some trouble. First off, there was some kind of an incident back in 2015. A friend of his or an acquaintance of his was found on the highway, and they said he got hit by a truck, and later they reopened the, re- the, reopened the investigation and said he wasn't hit by a truck. And then his son, I think his name is, I can't remember his name, Brian, I think is his name. Then in 2019, he was supposedly uh, uh, drunk at night. He had a bunch of his buddies on a boat, and they were flying through some area, and he ran aground or hit something, hit a tree or something like that, and one woman was killed, and a bunch of others were injured, and he was being uh, tried for, he was actually indicted and being tried for uh, negligent homicide or something like that, manslaughter or something like that. And then all of a sudden, earlier this year, I think back in June, his wife and the son who was being indicted for this boat accident were murdered at their at their they have like a hunting compound and oh dear and they were they were murdered and they've been in, and they have no leads on that and they think they suspect it's someone tied to the family of the girl who was killed in the boating accident that's that's what they think sort of a, you know a revenge kind of thing and then over the weekend he supposedly was driving somewhere and of course it's in the paper that he had a flat tire in his mercedes he didn't have a flat tire in his car <laughs> he had his flat tire in his mercedes we talked about that last week remember you yeah know, we did right uh, and he had a flat tire and he claims that someone drove up in a pickup truck and drove by him and turned around and came back and shot at him and one of the bullets grazed his head okay so then he decides, that was, on, I think, on Sunday, and on Monday he announces that he's going into rehab. Yesterday, his law firm says they're kicking him out of the law firm because he, he, he allegedly has embezzled money from the law firm. I'm going, what is going on with this thing? And this is the grandfather? This is, this is, the, well, this is, the, this is the son, the, this is the fourth generation lawyer dude. Oh, okay. He's, so he, it's basically him saving the old building and loan. He's in his fifties. Well, you know, I and but see, not only that, this is the interesting thing, that all of the all four of these all four generations of attorneys, the great grandfather, the grandfather, the father, and this guy who's in his fifties, have all at one point in time served as solicitor, which is like the prosecuting attorney, and he still works part time for uh, the prosecuting attorney the solicitor's office. And what's interesting is apparently it must be a rural county because he's the solicitor, or they have a solicitor for three or four different counties. It's not like you have one from St. Charles County and one from Franklin County and one from St. Louis County and one from the city. It's like one dude is like the head dude in like three or four counties. And he's still, and the, the thing they're alleging is that this accident, this boating accident where this woman was killed, where his son was driving, is that the police are being soft on him. The are being what? Soft on the interview. They're they're not they're not pursuing this situation. Then there's in other words, somebody's pulling strings. Somebody's saying, mm. uh, don't don't go don't go don't go don't go interview that person. No, don't don't talk to him. I don't think they have anything to do with this case. That kind of a deal. And supposedly uh when his son 
you know, in 2019 when he had this boating accident where the woman was killed and everybody in the boat was, some of them were really severely injured. Uh, he was injured as well, too. And when he went to the hospital, they, he would not cooperate with the police. And to this day, nobody on the boat would say who was driving the boat because apparently everybody on the boat was told by this father, the guy who was shot, supposedly shot in the head, but just grazed on Sunday. They were told, don't talk to the police. Don't talk to the police. If the police talk to you, don't talk to the police. And, and don't worry about it. We'll take care of you. you know, they, That's more of a CYA thing than anything, well, I think. I don't, you know, who knows? Anyway, it's an interesting case. And, and it's got national headlines, and partly because of the fact that, once again, it's sort of RHIP. RHIP. Yeah, military term. Rank has its privilege. So in other oh, words, that's the, true. The idea being is like we talked about, you know, August Bush the fourth. You know, he had two situations in his life where he had women that he was involved with who ended up dead, and yet, you know, did everything ha- happen to him? No, nothing. How old is August Bush the fourth? Oh, what did we say yesterday? He was fifty-seven or something like that. Here, let me look it up real quick again. Um, uh, I think he's older than that. August Bush. You know, he lives in, you know, you know, a lot of people don't even know where, where Huntley is. He lives in Huntley and Huntley. Oh, he does. Yeah. Huntley is, is that, I can't remember what zip code that is. He is downtown 57. Uh, no, you know where Huntley is. Don't you know where Huntley is? It's there on, it's that stretch on Lindbergh from, uh, about it's North. Was that you? Are you, Um, was that you? It must've been, but I don't, I'm still on. Yeah. It's that stretch of Lindbergh, uh, north of Manchester, to a point where Frontenac ends. It's not that... I know exactly where you're talking about. Yeah. And and supposedly, it's one of the highest per capita earning zip codes in the country, when you consider Huntley. Because, you know, there's all these big mansions. And August Bush's mansion, great big place there. And he was 57. Born in... Um, born in 64. 64. And he's got two degrees. He's got a degree from St. Louis University. And he's got a degree from VLB Berlin. You know what VLB Berlin is? No. I can't. <laughs> if I tried, I took German once again. But it's the Institute for Garen Schwaber, G-A-R-U-N-G-S-G-E-R-W-R-E-R-B-E. Pronounce that for me, would you? <laughs> Un Biotechnology zu Berlin. And in English, it stands for Institute for Fermentation and Biotechnology in Berlin. It's an institute in Berlin's wedding district that provides research, training, education, and service for the brewing industry. You know one of the places in the United States that's that's noted for that? What? UC Davis, University of California, Davis. Hmm. That they have a huge, uh, because it's out in, like sort of in the wine country there, they have a huge department there that if it's very, very, very hard to get into. But there are several graduates here at Anheuser-Busch in St. Louis that have graduated from there that you get like this advanced degree. And it's very complicated. You think like, oh, yeah, a degree about making wine and beer, that would be an easy degree. No, it's very complicated because there's a tr- tremendous amount of chemistry involved. Which, you know, once again, that's the kind of thing that you look at that and you, you think like, okay, what's involved in making wine? It's very complicated. What's involved in making beer? Once again, it's very complicated. It's not as easy as it looks. It's like, it's like radio. It's like people probably sitting there thinking, oh, my God, 
that Shelly and Brad, they are so technologically advanced and they're so sophisticated and they're so smart. How did they get on the radio? And we're just the opposite. Like, hey, you know, you can train a monkey to do what we do. No big deal. Yeah, Mike Monkey. <laughs> right. It's no big deal. <laughs> you know, anybody. NBD, Mike Monkey. Anybody could do this. Anybody could do this. If I can do it, anybody can do it because right. I've never. Anybody can do it. Done it before. You know, and. Before and, July 1st. And, you know, it's one of those things. By the way. Uh, what? I was going to say something, but I'll get myself in trouble. I won't say that. Next Just break. Say it. We'll talk about my friend that I ran into You're yesterday. In all the time. Who's back here in St. Louis who lives and now lives in Las Vegas. And it's interesting because. He's he's lived in Las Vegas, I guess, for four years, and this was interesting. Is he here? No, uh, I think he took. I think he's gone again. I think he took back off. <laughs> I I don't want to identify him because of the fact that that a couple reasons. That, I, I I understand that, but why didn't you tell me? He texted me yesterday morning and say, "Hey, by the way, I'm in town," you know, <laughs> and and I I haven't, I haven't seen him. I haven't seen him probably in, I don't know fifteen years, and he used to work for me a long time. Great guy, you know. Great, uh, an example of what's wrong with. I him. am so glad that you had that moment well, with him. It, it's an example of what's wrong with our industry. This guy is extremely good at what he does, but he can't get a job. Can't get a job in the radio business anymore. Just can't. And he worked. He worked in television for a while as well too. Just can't get a job anymore. Cannot get a job because a that's a shame. His age and b nobody wants. Shall I say this? No. I'll say it anyway. Nobody wants a white dude. Yeah, you shouldn't have said that. <laughs> Unfortunately, it's true. 644. Uh-uh. It is BS in the morning. I'm Shelly. She's Brad. Be the man. Can't do that anymore. That song, you know, she, she can sing that, but a guy can't sing that song anymore. I don't think Shelly's No, back. I don't think you can. You are back. Isn't that I'm s- sorry? Isn't that sad? What? Now, what if I were to say to you, Shelly, be a woman. What would that mean to you? Um, that you don't think of me as a woman? No, 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 no. But, but think about it. Because it's been, I am. it's been said, come on, be a man. Come on, man up. Be a man. Okay. I say that all the time. I know, but what if I said, hey, Shelly, be a woman. Woman up. Come on, be a woman. What does that mean? Well, I usually say, pull your big girl panties up. <laughs> Happens all the time. Okay, but what does that mean? It means take care of your sh- stuff. <laughs> you almost said it. <laughs> I did. <laughs> but I stopped. Aren't you proud? Yeah, I am. You owe me big time, buddy. <laughs> no, I don't. Yeah, um, you do. <laughs> you, you owe me for the, the fines we've gotten for where you didn't do that. I've filtered myself twice. Well, but, but see, see, that's what's sort of interesting to me is to the point where, like, we have certain things that are um, characteristic of people sexes, genders, whatever you want to call it, ethnicities. You know, for example, if you're Italian, you're supposed to like pasta, right? Actually, pasta is not really an Italian. Well, but It wasn't originated in Italy. Ah, don't be technical, but you know what I'm saying. You're supposed to like pasta because if you go to Italian restaurants, that's what's on the menu. Lots of pasta. That's true. Okay. And if, and you're, and if you're Greek... You're supposed to like gyros or gyros, whatever they call them, right? You know, mm-hmm. and if yes. you're if you're from Wisconsin, you're supposed to like cheese. You know, you're a cheese yes, head. Yes, you are. You know, right? You know that from your friend in Wisconsin. You know, yes. and it's to the point where yet they're trying to destroy that. So they're trying to destroy that thing that, like, well, I'm from Texas. I want a big steak. Yeah, I, you call you call a one pound steak a big steak. That's that's an appetizer in Texas. We just you know we eat that as an appetizer. 
you know, that kind of a thing, okay? If you're from Northern California, you drink wine because everybody goes to the wineries. And it's, you know, Does that mean if you're from St. Charles, you go to the wineries? No, because the wineries don't care about people from St. Charles. I told you this story. They want people yeah. from West County. They don't. It they, might change with uh, the Hoffmans. No, 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 no. It's going to get even worse. Because what they're trying to do is they're trying to make it into this national, international place where it's super snooty. You know, where you have to, you know, you have to fly in, and either, you know, in your Learjet to go there. I'm telling you, that's what they're trying to do. They're trying to turn it into the next Napa, okay? Do you think that, like, people are going, like, to Napa in California and, like, driving there in their Ford pickup trucks with a six-pack in the back? No. They want. They could be. They want their limousines because I, I was in Napa once, and believe it or not, I was in a Rolls Royce, and I was at a stoplight, and the guy pulled up next to me and rolled down his window. He says, hey, pardon me, do you have any Grey Poupon? Grey Poupon. <laughs> <laughs> I knew that was BS when you first started. Because well, I was in Napa in a Rolls Royce. Yes. <laughs> I've never been in Napa before. I've never been in. You've North... never been in a Rolls Royce either. I have been in a Rolls Royce. I have. You have. have. Yes. Wasn't it a um, uh... Rolls Royce limousine? It, but it was a. Um... It wasn't. It was... No, 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 no. I've been in a Rolls Royce limousine. There was a guy that years ago that used to uh, uh, a limousine company. We used to use at the old KSLQ, and he had a couple Rolls Royce limousines. Let me tell you. The car you never want to own is a Rolls Royce. If Why? You, well, if you're rich and and can afford a new one, it's fine. If you're poor and buy buy used one, it's your worst nightmare. They are like all those high end cars are just incredibly hard to work on. Incredible. Even Beamers. Oh my God! Those my son was in the BMWs for a while. I at one point in time, I even said to him, "I go, Brett, what are you doing? Why? Explain to me why you're into BMWs. First off." They're over-engineered. It's like if you go back in World War II, you know, the Germans, one of the things that the Germans were notorious for was over-engineering like their tanks and things like that. I mean, they're incredible engineers. You know, they, they were the ones that had, you know, some of the first jet fighters, uh, what, the ME-262, I think it was, the, the, the twin-engine, you know, uh, jet fighter. I'm telling you. And, the, the, you know, they were, like, way ahead. Remember, if you know what happened at the end of World War II, we got all these German scientists. We got them out of Germany, and we, they started our rocket program. Werner von Braun, who, you know, essentially put us on the moon, he was a German. He, was, he worked under Hitler. You know, and they were, and, but the problem was they over-engineered all this stuff. And that's one of the things. You go back and look at the Panzer tanks and things like that, over-engineered. Too complicated, you know, uh, whereas, and see, that's the interesting part of it is back in the day, the Americans built things that were not all that sophisticated, but they just worked. You know what I mean? They, yes. you know, they just worked, which is not true anymore because American cars got to be crazy weird stuff. But that's just one of those things. Okay, next. So if you were going to pick a car, if you said, if you said, okay, it's going to be a used car, it's not going to be a hundred bucks, yep. but it's not going to be fifty thousand. What car would you pick? Buy a pickup truck. Why would you do that? Because I've told you this before. When my one company I, I ran, and we bought cars, we we drove a lot of miles in cars, and we could put hundred thousand miles in a car in under two years. Sometimes we come close to hundred thousand miles in a year. That's what we did with my old company, okay? And if I bought like a regular four-door sedan at 100,000 miles, it was worthless. And my first pickup truck that I ever bought, we put 100,000 miles on it, and it was only two years old. And I, when I sold it, I got two-thirds of what I paid for it new. And I thought to myself, I'm never buying a car again. <laughs> because of the fact that with the pickup truck, you can, and, and if it's not beat to hell, 
if it's not like if you buy an old, if you guys some guy that you know has a work truck that he uses every day and he you know it's all beat to hell and you know the the bed's all hammered out you know from things being dropped and stuff stuff like that if like you know if a truck that you drive like for example your husband's truck okay your husband yeah. you could sell that truck and sell it for a good price for someone who's starting out as a landscaper, as a carpenter, or something like that, or somebody that just needs to haul stuff around. Because it was really funny because I was I was out in Washmo, and I had my windows rolled down. It, it, I was in David's truck, and um, I had my windows rolled down, and this gentleman screams at me, and he says, "Is that truck for sale?" See, once and again, I'm thinking. But how many people? Why would you ask me that? But how many people drove up next to you in your car? Hey, is that car for sale? No, but they do drive up to me and say, nice car. And I love your plates. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> there's a line. What there. are you laughing at? There's a line Why there. is that funny? There's a line there, but I'm not going to go there. <laughs> Did I say something that was off color? No, it's just there's a line there, but I'm not going there. Okay, I'll just leave it at that. Okay, we got to take oh, a break. You're, you're <laughs> killing me, Smalls. It is 6.57. That's what I said. It is BS in the morning. I'm Shelly. She's Brad. 7.06. Shelly, you there? Of course I'm here. Where else would I be? A couple things to talk about. The smartest woman in the world just sent me a uh, an address. She was being, uh, once again, she was telling me I didn't know what I'm talking about, which is probably right, about the deal with charging stations, a company called ChargePoint, which is going to inchar- install charging stations. Here's the only problem I have with that. Okay? What? Are they going to put like... Why would you have a problem with that? Well, I have a problem with that because are they going to put like the potato chips racks next to the charging station so you can buy like chips and... And a hot dog and things like that because that's what you do now. <laughs> I mean, like, well, that that's you know that's what they do at the checkouts. Right when you go to you know you go to you know they're 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 selling gas at like they're, maybe they're making two cents a gallon on gas, but they're making you know a buck every time you walk in a store and you buy a Slurpee or or a big gulp or whatever it is or a hot dog or now you know now they got hot dogs again back in the quickie mart. So and so QT's new line is more than just a gas station. Well, I'm just curious as to what's going to happen with that. You know, I mean, the whole, I, I don't think I'm going to live long enough to see it. But still, like, for example, I know there's a Schnooks, I know that has one charging station in the parking lot, just one. Um, if you go to, the, remember, I, I told you about there's the Smash Burger right there. I, don't, I'm, I guess it's still there. I haven't been there in a long time. The Smash Burger there off of Zumble. It's in the uh, Deerberg's Plaza right there, Zumble and 70. Um, okay. Uh, it's in a long strip center. Like, that strip center is a big L. And the smash smash burger is on one end of the L, and there's a Tesla t- charging station. There's like six of them right there, and every time I used to go to Smash Burger, there were always like two or three people backed up and they're charging. And trying to think where some of the um, seen some of the other charging stations. You just there's one over at Mellow Mushroom because she owns a Tesla. You just don't see them though. Once again, you just you just don't see any 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 charging stations anywhere. And the problem with that is, like for example, I told you this this friend of mine that I ran into. You worked for me a long time ago. And he's in town. He lives in Las Vegas. And I ask him the question. I go, what's it like to live in Las Vegas? Because I love Las Vegas. And he says, I know you do. After six months, it's just living anywhere else. I go, really? He goes, yeah. It's just like, he says, he says the locals never go on the strip on the weekends. He says, if, if we go down, he says, the locals, if you go down to the casinos, it's like during the day or, you know, in the evening on a weeknight, but just not in the weekends. Now, here's what's interesting. Overnight used to be that you could park in any of the parking garages at the casinos for free. Overnight, that changed like three or four years ago. All the casinos charge for parking. But he said that if you're a local, 
they don't charge for parking. I go, how do they know? Exactly. He, because he says, because you have a card, you get into their frequent gambler card, and it shows you it shows you as a local. Now, I remember years ago when I took my kids to Disney World, driving around in, in Orlando, the radio stations were talking about, you know, the, hey, come by the, 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 you know, the Orlando season pass. And if you lived in Orlando, you could buy a season pass for like a fraction of the charge that if you like, you know, bought like from St. Louis because they want the locals and they make it, make it worth their while. Because once again, it's just like for years, for years, when good old Bob Cochin was running, uh, was head, head advertising dude, Six Flags and, you know, Eureka, he used to give me a season pass. And matter of fact, he'd give me like me and my, my wife and you know, however many kids I had at the time. He'd give us all season passes. And he used to always laugh. I make the money back on you in two visits. And he would because we'd go down there. You go to Six Flags. You'd buy this. You'd buy that. You know, blah, 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 blah. It's just like, just like uh, 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 my, uh, I won't say who it is, but I know someone who went to the zoo on Monday. And they talked about, and this sort of shocked me because everybody talks about, oh, the zoo's free. The zoo's free. Well. Not to park. Well, you know what the parking at the zoo was? 20 bucks. 15 bucks. And you know what's, you know what's interesting? All the shows charge now. If you want to go, and I think they went to the Sea Lion show, it was like $4. $4 a person. So it's not a free zoo anymore. Free means like you go and do anything, you know, so I'm like, okay. So we give them all that tax money, and yet they're charging $15 to park, and they're charging you $4 to go to see the Sea Lion show and $3 for this. What a scam. You know, anyway, the idea being this, 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 if you, if you let the locals in, you know, they'll come and they'll buy all sorts of stuff. They'll buy sodas and hamburgers and hot dogs and things like that. I don't know if that's true or not. Okay. Two things to talk about. Okay. First off, my friend, I told you my friend from Las Vegas, he talked about this and he said it was interesting because of the fact that, that he says Las Vegas is a great place to live. And once you get off the strip, it's like any place else to live. And I go, how's that's that? That's true. And he goes, how's that? He goes, just like it's a, you know, you just don't even realize it's there anymore. But they're having, if you know what's going on, well, the Southwest, God, they're having terrible droughts. And Lake Mead, which is, you know, the, 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 the lake that was formed by putting up the Hoover Dam, it's like Lake Mead is like at one of the lowest levels it's ever been. I mean, the lake level is super, super, super low. And they're short on water. Now, what's crazy about it is, we're not short on water. We got more water we know what to do with, right? I mean, we've had sort of a wet summer. It's not been super dry. I mean, think about it. Never once did everybody's grass turn to straw like it normally does in July and early August. You know what I'm saying? Normally in the, I do. Normally in the St. Louis area, even if you don't water your lawn, this year your, your, your lawn stayed relatively green. Now, the only problem is sort of weird is we're having a little bit of a dry late August and September. It has not rained all that much, but anyway, it's just sort of interesting with that. Okay, now, on to, oh, I'm getting somebody's dinging me. Let me see what this is. Da, 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 da. Disney World annual pass prices. Florida resident price. That's what the smartest woman in the world sent this to me. Um, Florida, she really is smart. Florida, Disney pixie dust pass. Florida residents only, $399. Disney Pirate Pass, Florida residents only six ninety nine. Disney Sorcerer Pass, Florida residents and DVC members only eight ninety nine. Season Pass, I think, and this is annual Florida ages three up. The dust Pixie Dust Pass, I don't know what the different passes are. Okay, so so for three hundred ninety nine dollars, you can go anytime annual pass. You can go every day if you want. 
Disney look for three ninety nine. What is the admission to Disney right now? Disney, what do you say it is for a day? Take a guess. For a day? Yeah, Disney. Ninety seven. I think you're. I think it's more than that. I think it's in the triple digits now. Disney World daily price. Let's see if I can find what it is. It's. I. It, I think it's well over hundred dollars now. Daily price. Okay, let's take a look here. Uh, Disney World tickets. Disney. Do uh, do 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 <laughs> do do do. Do, do, okay, do, there it is right do, there. Do. Okay, there it is. Okay. Adult 10 plus. Um, one day, it's $116. Wow. Well, I was partially correct, but then I had to add on hospitality fees. Well, it shows which two, brings it up to 112 on, It shows two different prices, 116 and 169 Or 116 Charge of, charge of Disney World ticket prices, milesavers.com. Um Anyway, it, so if you if you buy this pass and you go four times, it's paid for. So two days is um, it shows two hundred twenty six shows two different. Oh no, there's it, 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 this price range one hundred sixteen dollars to one hundred sixty nine dollars for one day. I guess it's, that's that's if you base one park per day, one park per day. That's the base price. Good grief! There's seven more rows. Here, let me take a look. at This whole stupid. This is a big chart. Uh, mousesavers.com. Oh my God! Here we go. Uh, okay, yeah, base park. Okay, if you do park hopper, okay, adult for one day is 185 to 238 dollars pass. Uh, for so, are they going by weight? I mean, what? Why is it? I don't know. I don't know what the difference charges. is. Two different charges. It shows maybe it's a seasonal kind of thing. It could be. But so if you get oh. the park mm-hmm. hopper, which means you, if you just want to go to the water park and sports, it's $190. Base park, base one park per day, $116 to $169. Okay. Park hopper plus an adult. I think that gives you like, you can get right in front of the line. One day is 206 to $259. So if you're a Florida resident, you can buy a season pass for $399 and go every day of the year. Now, why is why is that right? Why is that right that if you're a Florida resident, you can go every day of the year for $399? I don't think that's fair. Because they can't allow, I mean, I'm sure that they, when COVID hit, you know, they, they couldn't, nah, the only people that could actually make it there were the people from Florida. The locals? No, I don't think that's true. People could still get there. Hold on, someone's telling me. Getting certain days blacked out. Certain days blacked out. Certain days blacked out for what? The season pass? I'm not exactly sure what the smartest woman is always worth saying. Anyway, um, okay, interesting article. Hold on a minute. Uh, certain days blacked out. Disney was closed. Disney was closed. That's right. They were closed. Remember, they closed both uh, Disney yes. World and Disneyland. I tried, yes. I tried to go. I, I, I hitchhiked down to Disney World. And I Did go, you catch a ride with Chevy Chase? <laughs> and, and I got down there, oh, and it was closed. <laughs> it was closed. Okay. Um, interesting article yesterday in the Wall Street Journal. Once upon a time, I used to like read the Wall Street Journal. I love the Wall Street Journal. I used to. My favorite thing was, you know, nobody will ever go eat dinner with me. My favorite thing was I'd go eat dinner, and I'd buy a copy of the Wall Street Journal. I'd sit and I'd read the Wall Street Journal. I'd eat my hamburger, drink my Diet Pepsi, and read the Wall Street Journal. Okay? Article in the Wall Street Journal yesterday, and it says, the headline is, A Generation of American Men Give Up on College. I Just Feel Lost. 
and here's the lead paragraph. The number of men enrolled at two- and four-year colleges has fallen behind women by record levels in a widening education gap across the U.S. Men are abandoning higher education in such numbers that they now trail female college, female college students by record levels. At the close of the 2021 academic year, women made up 59.5% of college students, an all-time high, and men 40.5%, according to enrollment data from the National Student Clearinghouse. U.S. colleges and universities had 1.5 million fewer students compared with five years ago, and men accounted for 71% of the decline. So in other words, over the past five years, as 1.5 million students at colleges, and of that decline, 71% of those kids who aren't going to school were men. This education gap, which holds at both two- and four-year colleges, has been slowly widening for 40 years. The divergence increases at graduation. After six years of college, 65% of women in the U.S. who started a four-year university in 2012 received diplomas by 2018, compared with 59% of men during the same period, according to uh, U.S. Department of Education. In the next few years, two women will earn a college degree for every man. Get that. Two women for every man if the trend continues. And Douglas Sharpio, Executive Director of Research at National Student Clearing Hours. No reversal is in sight. Women increased their lead over, co- over men in college in applications for the 2021-20 school year by nearly a percentage point compared with previous academic year. Application, nonprofit, blah, blah, blah. Um, transcripts, uh, transmits application to more than nine schools. Women make up 49% of college-age population in the U.S., according to the Census Bureau. Men are just stupid. Mm-hmm. We're just stupid. See, I, 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 why are you stupid? No, I really. I know a, why, but I'd like to hear your your analogy. On the other the other day, you know, I, and I know I'm going to get grief for this, but the other day I heard someone say, and I think I said this two weeks ago on this very radio station. I said, "Do you think those people in Afghanistan, now the Taliban, have invaded? Do you think there's people worried about their pronouns?" And, and, you know, I heard this guy give this very eloquent dissertation about this is what's wrong with America. We're bored and we're lazy and we're just entitled because of the fact that you got so much time to worry about. Well, my, I, I'm not, I'm a, don't call me a he, don't call me a she, I'm a, I'm a her or I'm a Z or a Zer or whatever. It's like, okay, once again, it's like Maslow's theory of hierarchy. You know, I talk about that all the time. You know, you're sitting on the corner and you're in your car and you're thinking to yourself, okay, what am I gonna go, 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 What am I gonna eat for dinner? Can I go to? Can I go to Fridays? Do I, you know, do I go down the hill? Um, do I, you know, do I, uh, you know, uh, get to Uber Eats to deliver something to my place? And all of a sudden, a guy walks up and sticks a gun to your head. Do you care about what you're eating again? No. That's Maslow's theory of hierarchy, right there. That is it, right there. Okay. Once again. The people in Afghanistan, if you're an American citizen in Afghanistan, you're stuck in Afghanistan, are you worried about your pronouns right now? No, you're worried about getting the hell out of Afghanistan, right? Pretty much. <laughs> and, and the thing came out, once again, I don't quite, and I'm going to get in trouble for this. I read, I read this in three places yesterday. I thought to myself, that can't be right. And I read it in two other reliable sources. Remember the Bo Bergdahl deal? Remember Bo, Ber- Bo Bergdahl? Remember that deal? Do you remember no. who he was? Bo Bergdahl is a guy that was, I believe, in Afghanistan. Let me look it up here. Uh, B-E-A-U, B-E-A-U, Bergdahl, B-E-R, B-E-R, I press R, Bo, B-E-R, 
do 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 Born 86, United States Army soldier who was held captive from 2009 to 2014 by the Taliban aligned Haqqani Network in Afghanistan, Pakistan after he deserted. Okay? If you remember this crazy story, they thought he was captured, and it turned out that he deserted. It turned out that, that, and that he left his base and just decided he didn't want to be in the Army anymore, and he walked off the base, and he got captured by the, Af- Af- the Taliban, and they didn't kill him. They didn't chop his head off like they normally do. They became his buddy. They became his friend. So he was there for five years, okay? So remember this whole story with Barack Obama. You know, he negotiated for his release, blah, 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 blah. And we traded five prisoners of war for Bo Burkdale, okay? Five prisoners. I remember that. Okay, mm-hmm. five. I'm thinking to myself, when it happened way back when, I'm thinking to myself, okay, who negotiated that deal? I mean, mm-hmm. somehow it seems like we came out on the wrong end of that deal. Why did we give them five prisoner of war for one of our guys? Because they negotiated a hard deal. That's why. Because they were they were tough negotiators. They say, no, we're not letting him go to him. And it turned out he wasn't tortured or anything. He was actually, the, he, like, he got along with them. They were his buddies. And if you remember the whole story about this, what's sad about this is after he went missing, they didn't realize he deserted. They thought he got captured, and they sent out all these patrols to find him. And I think a couple of American soldiers were killed trying to find him. So here he's got a situation where he decides, I don't want to be an American soldier anymore. And remember the big deal they had. Obama had a big press conference, had his parents. Oh, we got him out. And it turns out that then it came out. It turns out he was he was deserted. He didn't he didn't get captured. Bergdale was captured after deserting his post on June 20th, 2009. The circumstances under which Bergdale went missing and how he was captured by the Taliban have since become subject of intense media scrutiny. He was released on May 31st, 2014 as part of a prisoner exchange for five high-ranking Taliban members who were being held at the detention center Guantanamo Bay. Five high-ranking Taliban members. We had them in Guantanamo Bay. In the new Taliban government, four of the high-ranking officials are from are those guys. Four of them. Huh. They were prisoner of wars. We caught them on the battlefield in Afghanistan or Iraq or something like that, whatever it was. We caught them. They were prisoner of war, POWs in Guantanamo. We traded five guys for Bo Bergdale, and four of them ended up as head people for the new Taliban administration in Afghanistan. I heard that yesterday. I thought to myself, that can't be right. And I researched it and, like, looked, I said, like three or four different websites, you know, I mean, reliable news sites. Every last one of them said the same thing. Yeah, the, the, you know, this guy's going to be the minister of defense. This guy's, and, and all these guys were prisoner of wars. That We had them, and we traded them for this Bo Bergdale. And remember the whole dig? Obama had this whole thing. Oh, his parents were there in the whole bid. And then it turned out that he didn't really get captured. He, he walked off his base and decided he didn't want to be an American anymore, which is what it came down to. And hmm. I, I'm going like, how can that be? How can that be? Because isn't that called, no, that's not, that's something different. I was going to say Munchausen syndrome, but that's something completely different. That's um, when you're when you've got when you you're sick all the time. That's Munchausen. Berg- but anyway, um, 
Let me finish this up. Bergdale was tried by general court-martial on charges of desertion and misbehavior before the enemy. And on October 16, 2017, he entered a guilty plea before a military judge at Fort Bragg, North Carolina. By the way, they're trying to rename Fort Bragg. On November 3, 2017, he was sentenced to dishonorably discharged, reduced in rank to private, and fined $1,000 per month from his pay for 10 months with no prison time. The fine and reduction in rank took effect immediately while the discharge was stayed pending automatic appeal. So um, he, he admitted it. He admitted that he walked off his post and it, it surrendered to the, to the Taliban. And he became one of their buddies. And we traded five prisoners for him, five to one. And then four of those. I wonder what he's doing nowadays. Um, um, you know, low life like him. Uh, Bo Bergdale is now in the radio business and is a morning drive show host in California. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> that was funny. Because <laughs> <laughs> he sounds like a tool. And most people in the radio business I have found, um, not all of them, but the majority of them are tools. Um, a former senior military officer briefed on the investigation of Bergdale's disappearance stated that on the night he went missing, Bergdale left a, left a note. The existence of such a note was disputed by the Obama administration during a meeting with Congress on the release of Bergdale, according to senior Senator Saxby Chambliss. In his sworn statement, Bergdale denied leaving a note. Investigating Officer Major General Kenneth Dahl acknowledged that there was no evidence of him leaving a note. Captivity, uh, he was a military uh, investigation, court-martial. Go way down here. Look at this. Anyway, the guys that... It's it just to the point where I'm more like, okay. And, you know, and then <laughs> I heard somebody else say this yesterday, and it got my attention. I think we talked about this on the air. The women in Afghanistan, in Kabul specifically, have been told to stay in your house. Don't come out on the streets. You know why? Um, no. The official explanation for that is the Taliban fighters have not been taught how to be around women. Oh, okay. So they basically <laughs> still have, they haven't been neutered. <laughs> well, there. Is that pretty much what you're saying? <laughs> well, I, I guess. I mean, it's to the point where it's like, it's like, okay, so do you take that class? How to beat around women 101? Is that a class you like take or something like that? I mean, I just scratch. There's probably, there's a class for everything, Brad. I scratch my head over this whole thing, you know? And, 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 oh God, I just drives me nuts. It just drives me crazy, you know. I mean, and yesterday, if you Cat read, flight, it's a short trip. Well, if you read this story yesterday, there's this big, big debate going on where they're now there's some private charters, and believe it or not, Glenn Beck, the radio guy, is behind some of these charters. They raised all this money called he calls it what's it called the Nazarene Fund, and they have already taken like a bunch of people out. He, they chartered these flights into Kabul and flew these people out. Now they're chartering these flights into another airport in Afghanistan. And for the past two days, they fill the plane up with all these Afghanistanis who, who have, like, helped us and we're trying to get out of Afghanistan. They sit there in the tarmac for seven hours, and then they won't let the planes take off. Then they tell the people, uh, go back home. I'm going like, and, and there's finger pointing. Finger pointing is they say the, the, the Taliban won't let them take off, but they say the true story is the American government won't let them take off because of the fact that they won't allow them to go to military bases or no country will allow them to land because the countries in the Middle East are afraid that if they um, are known that, that they're allowing Afghanistani citizens to come to their country to escape 
you know, Kabul and Afghanistan, the Taliban, that the Taliban will retaliate against them and terrorize them and blow their airports up and do all sorts of nasty stuff. I'm going like, you know, now here's the crazy thing, okay? How many women Taliban fighters do you see? And the answer to that question I, I is... I don't know the answer to that question. Zero. There are okay. no women Taliban fighters, okay? Now, think about that for a minute. How far have we come in the United States where we now have women who are on the front lines, women in combat, women flying combat missions, helicopters, planes, and things like that, you know, which I have no problem with. My motto is whatever man can do, woman can do better. And you know who says it even better than I do? Your president. Our president, right. Here he says right here. Where? Hold on a minute. Wait, find, i got to find it. Here it is right here. This is the man. There's not a single thing a man can do that a woman can't do as well or better. Not a single thing. That's how he thinks. Do you think the Taliban think that? No. No, probably not. Supposedly there's a story, and I don't know if it has been proven right. When the Taliban fighters took over Kabul, they would go into people's houses and have women cook for them. And one woman was apparently not a good cook, and they killed her because the food was bad. Sounds like that I would be off because I can't cook <laughs> for anything. You I would, mean, I literally can't cook. You wouldn't like love my poor husband, who's under the weather. He's the cook, and I'm like, oh my god, he hasn't eaten all day, so I have to, of course, Instacart or delivery. Well, I have to. I I, I will admit a sexist thing. I have a woman cook for me. Who's that? Wendy. <laughs> You're funny. You walked right. I got a jet, sir. <laughs> you you walked right into that one. Okay, you're out of here. Did. We're done. We're off early because Shelly, uh, you know, sometimes if I talk about food on the air, sometimes Shelly goes, knock it off. I'm hungry. So I'm gurring, and it's all your fault. We talked about Disney World on the phone. So in the last break, Shelly told me off the air. She goes, I just booked a flight out on, on, on Southwest. I'm going to Orlando. I'm going to be in Disney this afternoon. So Shelly is jumping on a plane. She's going to Disney World. She'll be there this afternoon. That is right. Have a good day, 731. Hey, peace. I fly.